Hello and welcome back to the FPL Conservatory, the one-stop shop podcast for non-stop fantasy football news, tips and outside information to help you secure that mediocre finish for the 1920 season. A big welcome back to everyone but Mason and his five foot nine mates. This <laughs> week we will have a roundup of pre-season and transfers, give advice on players to select and avoid from outside the top six, review a lucky subscribers team and finally we'll discuss the most common mistakes that we personally make as FPL players. Subscribe to this channel to hear more from us in the upcoming season as we catalogue the short-lived highs and crushing lows is fantasy football. We have an FPL Conservative League. The code is WACRUDE. If you can't spell that, the code <laughs> is written in the description along with our Twitter and Instagram. Anyway, let's go on with it and see if this week we can find out Ray's penis size. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> mm. Oh, With me today, I have Jake Harris. Hello. Joe Cummins. Hello. And Ray Wildman. Hello, hello, hello. Mason is not able to join us this week. He's five foot nine and therefore banned. <laughs> Perry is also not here because he realised he knows nothing about FPL, so he's also out. And I'm this week's host, Jordan Palmer. Hello, Let's kick off. Hello, hello, hello. So why don't we kick off with pre-season weekly roundup, shall we? Let's go for it. Uh, so transfers, not too much gone in the last week. Um, anyone want to kick off with Joe Ellington? It's got your name yeah, I can Joe, take him. It? Yep. So he's signed for a club record for Newcastle. Um, he's got in at six million, which uh, it could be a budget striker. Um, he's come from Hoffenheim. I've looked at his stats. I've done a bit of research on him. So he's not got that many goals. So last season he got seven goals and five assists which obviously in FPL terms is not that good. Um, I think he's quite a good target man. He'll bring other people into play. But Newcastle, I think they're the club to avoid at the moment, aren't they? I mean, new manager, fan unrest. I think they've got a difficult start to the season. Um, he could be one to watch at six mil, but I'm not putting my team straight away. No, I mean, personally, if he wasn't 40 million, I wouldn't even look at him. That I think they basically overpaid. And that's the only reason that I sort of think, well, maybe he's good, but... Like you say, the stats don't follow it up. Strange though, isn't it? Like 40 mil for a player that no one's ever heard of, like doesn't have that good record. You're struggling to find out what they actually see in him. So I'm, I'm glad he's come in at like 6 mil because in comparison, he is on a, on a level with other 6 mil. If they'd have whacked him in at like 7.5, like they did that hallow with West Ham, it would have been like fucking outrage. Yeah. But yeah, 6 mil, you know, you never know. He might hit a bit of form and be worth it, but mm. I doubt we'll ever see anyone's team. No. Well, he's highly rated by that Tim Vickery who does covers a lot of South American football, and he said he'd come through the same route, so he went to Germany and then went to England, like Firmino did. So I don't okay. know. He could, be, he could be on the watch list, but he's not going to my team straight away. <laughs> no, definitely not. No. Um, we've got Mousset, who went from Bournemouth to Sheffield United, I think. Um, personally, again, same story, but I don't know anyone else. Did Mousset? Did he? Was he playing for Bournemouth, or was he like a bench player? Not a bench player. Was he? So Sheffield yeah. United, did you think they're also they're just buying him for backup or do you think he's going to slot in? He might not even play, to be fair. He could just be going from yeah. bench, bench to bench. Like You would just completely avoid him in, in fantasy like if he's not playing yeah, for just ball, a if he's not going to do well. Squad player, isn't it? You, you've got to imagine. Yeah, I would just ignore that one, I reckon. Joe, you huh? reckon ignore that one? Yeah, it's weird. 10 million for a guy who literally never started in the Premier League. I think his goal return is very poor. Yeah. So, yeah. 
no chance. What does 10 million get <laughs> nowadays, mate? No, it's crazy, isn't it? To be yeah. fair. Yeah, true. Well, if you've got 40 million for a striker we've never heard of, 10 million's a bargain. Mm. Uh, and then we've got Trezeguet, who is down as a midfielder, even though he sort of plays winger, because I could have gone as a forward. Um, Villa, 5.5. I'm not going to lie here. When I got the notification from Fantasy Premier League and it said, <laughs> and it said, Aston Villa have signed Trezeguet, I was like, surely yeah. not. Yeah, like some, some sort of striking coach is going to come in, <laughs> teach them the way. He must be about 47. I was like, what? He's coming out for like a one year loan. It's mad. And then when I, when I looked at it, I was like, that's definitely not the same guy. Yeah, he just looks a bit like Trezeguet. That's basically why he's called that, I think, isn't it? Mm. Is he, is he uh, priced up yet? Uh, yeah, 5.5. And he's uh, as a midfielder or is he a forward? Yeah, midfielder. He got nine goals and nine assists last year. But mm. a lot of them are outside the box. So will he, get, will he get that space? Probably not. Yeah, but it's mad because at one point I had a couple, I had like a Villa player in my team and then they literally just went out. It seems like they're just going to buy every single possible player that's like available. They're just signing everyone. Like when Fulham come up last year, they've done exactly the same thing. Spent ridiculous money on players that like don't, obviously don't gel and all these things so I started out confident that Villa would maybe stay up and now I'm like I just don't think they're going to have a yeah they're, they're just throwing mud at wall and seeing what sticks basically yeah that's what that's the tactic and I just don't think that's going to work this season no definitely mm. um, and then last transfer we have is Cabellos uh, is on loan to Arsenal I don't mind, know yeah. much of him do you Joe? yeah he um, was the number 10 at the under 21 Euros um Look pretty decent. Um, what, what has he had a price yet, or is he still uh, literally? No, he's still not not a price. He only just joined today. Yeah. So yeah, because it's a loan not to buy. So he's even said himself that it's like a skipping stone to get back in the Madrid team once Modric is a couple of years older. So I think he's got the talent. He looked sharp at the under twenty ones. He was creating a lot, scoring a lot. But I guess the under twenty ones to the Premier League and the that yeah, it's, it's a bit big setup. setup. So if he's like five to six mil, it's worth watching. But, mm. yeah, I'm not sure how. I know because his return to Madrid, I know he's only coming in off the bench and wasted appearances, but his yeah. goal returns weren't that great. So No, I would say he doesn't have a price, but he has been confirmed as their number eight, though. So, awesome. I don't know if that yeah. has that much of a bearing, but surely you wouldn't give number eight to go on loan. Uh, it's like, like sort of as like a centre-mid, centre-attacking mid, sort of like, the, he's like plays like Ramsey, I'd say. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Right. Why would, that, why would they buy him, though? Sure, is he going to play? They need defenders, it's mad. Why are they signing centre-attacking mids? Well, the thing is, he's on loan, and you'd think surely Madrid aren't going to send a player on loan to Arsenal. He's not going to play. Exactly. That'd be, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, I, yeah, is he rated, it does is seem he's weird. He's not getting in Madrid's team. Is he, is he not rated? Like, what's, he, what's the crack? Is he just not that good? Or I think he, he played all right. Well, not played all right. He played a few games for them. He was, you know, I think something like 20-odd appearances and stuff. Just so, can't yeah. break, break into the team properly. Yeah, just... It's obviously no. quite difficult at Madrid, I guess, when you've got all those players ahead of you. Mm, all I know is it's a, it's a crushing blow for Ray's fancy team. It's going to put El Nenny and Guendouzi down. And then, so the next bit we've got is there's a few rumours going around, but nothing concrete. <coughs> um, the one I saw that interested me was Zaha to Everton. Uh, anyone got any thoughts on that one? That's a weird oh, one, isn't it? It goes, it's huge. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge. Well, I mean, you've got Ritalerton on one wing, him on the other. It's pretty good. He's like se- is he, he's seven mil as well, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's seven. But I thought, he goes to Arsenal. Sorry, it's got to be done. Sorry. 
Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, I'm just saying, if he's seven mil and he goes to Everton or Arsenal, he's got to be in the team. I thought he wanted to yeah. play European football. Like, I, I thought, what is he just wants to move or now? Because Everton, they're not in anything, are they? No, yeah, they're, no, they're nothing. Yeah, I think it would be amazing for Everton. Like, I rate Zaha massively. He's not, a, he's not a Palace player. I don't even think. I think he probably would get in Arsenal's first team. I don't, I don't. They should definitely buy him Arsenal. I think, but if, yeah. if he goes to Everton. It then mixes it up, doesn't it? Because you then got three players, like you say, Sigurdsson, Richarlison, and him, and it's like it's like the Leicester conundrum that we keep talking about: the Perez, Madison, and Tillemans. It's like right, you've got three players there that are probably going to get points, and one of them's going to do better than the other two. And it's like you've got to pick that player. Yeah, yeah. You've just got to try and get get lucky. Almost, there's no sort of way to know at this point who's going to be the one to take the mantle. No. No, it was. It's, yes, if he might go, I don't. I don't think he'll go ever. I don't. I don't know where that even. No, like that is. Say, I didn't think about the Europe thing actually, because yeah, if there's no European football, then why would he leave? Almost. Did they put in a bid? Um, I don't think they've been bid yeah. yet. But... It's all Sky sources, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sky. <laughs> Joe's sources. Joe's sources. <laughs> Still waiting for McGregor <laughs> to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it light, Jake. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, any other rumours anyone knows, cares about? Um, what about the Wells? We could talk about the Maguire thing, but, it's, but we've gone over that loads. We've done that in the previous yeah. podcast, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, not that much this week, to be honest. I think everyone's mm. there's, there's only the two, yeah. yeah. There's only two weeks left. We'll keep it covered the next two weeks. So The okay. podcast yeah. in a couple of weeks, I think, is going to be good because there's always some action in the last week of... Uh, transfers and particularly on deadline. panics the deadline day we'll have a lot to talk about panic buyers which will be a good episode as well so yeah a bit quiet this week but not bad yeah all right so uh next section is the pre-season matches mm. um i don't know if jake you want to start us off with chelsea's progress so far yeah um they played all right they've played all right i think Lampard, I don't know if it's the same for, for Spurs, Joe can agree or not. Um, Lampard is literally play, playing one team for one half and playing a completely different team for the second half. He's literally playing 11 players and then another 11 players. He's obviously just getting a look at everyone uh, in every single position. Like Emerson's playing 45 minutes and Alonso's playing 45 minutes, for example. And it's like, he just needs to see who's got the legs, who's playing well for the, just for the first opening few games. Um, so... It's, it's difficult to read from a Chelsea pers- perspective, um, but they recently played Barca and they beat Barca, which is obviously always a good a good feat, even though obviously a weakened team and things like that. But Tammy Abraham scored a goal. I don't know if Tammy Abraham is actually going to become that main striker. Batshuayi or who is it? It's Giroud, isn't it? So Tammy, yeah. Batshuayi and Giroud, they're all, are they all 7 million? Is Giroud seven million? I think they are. They're all yeah. They're all seven million. They're all yeah. seven million. Which I, th- indicates that FPL don't know who the hell to pick either. So <laughs> no, exactly. So I don't. I would just completely avoid Chelsea strikers. But it's good to see Abraham get a run out and get a goal. I I thought he was going to go back out on loan to Villa. So I'm surprised he's he's staying. So yeah, it's difficult to read Chelsea in general. Um, Mason had some notes about the Chelsea Barca game, saying that they looked strong defensively. Which Chelsea have always been quite strong defensively. I've like recent years so hopefully um, I think the back two pairing might still be Rudiger when he's fit and Louise like, I still can't really see anyone really breaking into that even though Zuma's potentially staying so for me yeah I don't know how, how well Zuma did last year I don't know if you no, know I don't know for, for me just Chelsea is a complete 
like ignore for fantasy for at least six weeks. You just got to see who sticks, who plays well, and what system he's going to play as well. It's just such a gamble. Yeah. Maybe after the first wild card, sort of put some of them in. Yeah, so second, sort of second game week then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I get half time on the first game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so moving on, we've got the uh, Spurs so far. Um, Joe, as the resident Spurs fan with Perry away, do you want to kick us off with that I'm one? looking forward to Joe's yeah. analysis, man. Yeah, sure. So Spurs are um, retaining, <laughs> hopefully, the prestigious International Champions Cup in pre-season. Um, so they're two games <laughs> underway. Um, Might win so you're not going to win a trophy, I see, though. <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll take anything at this rate, you know. So... <laughs> So we played two games. We played Juventus in the first game and played Man in the second game. Uh, the first game was a pretty epic game. You know, it was uh, finished 3-2. Kane scored from the halfway line and the other two goals were from Lamella and Lucas Moura. Um, things to note, maybe. I don't know if he's a casual fan. So I know Jordan was talking about under the radar on the last pod, if you want to check that out, about Gazaniga playing. So he's played both games and there were some slight rumours that Lloris could be going PSG. Um but quite a lot of the in-those have squashed that. said he's got tonsillitis and he'll be back game week one. So if you're thinking about Gazaniga, I'd avoid him. Um, other people took out four. Kyle Walker-Peters is featured as right back both games. So my first podcast saying Foyf will be a good shout has just gone out the window. And yep. How and much then is another how shout much is we had. Peters in, in fantasy? Is he cheap? Oh, he's he's think, 5 or 5.5. He's not, uh, yeah, for I not being nailed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. other things um, to know we said about Ndombele who'd only get one to two points every week uh, he coughed the bench in the 63rd minute and got an assist in the 64th minute so <laughs> yeah so that happened yeah. um, but then to be fair he played today against Manu and it was just a bog standard he only played 45 minutes but he was just in the middle Dembele role not yeah. going to affect anything so I wouldn't let that cameo appearance against Juventus fool anyone um, the, the Manu game today Martial scored again who I don't know if he's going to get a consistent run of games, but I'll tell you someone who did impress was um, that James, who they signed from Swansea. Like oh, the right winger, right? he was just yeah, he was just tearing down the wing. Like he he was on the left wing initially, and um, Kyle Walker Peters couldn't deal with him there. He actually doubled up on him. Mm. So I think he's quite a budget player. So he's definitely going to be one to I've watch now for I've me. Mentioned it's, James, it, yeah. I've mentioned him in a couple of podcasts gone by, like once. Yeah. Watch. he's been in my team now, literally from my first draft team. For six mil, he's like he's looking like a really good option, but he's not got a goal or an assist in preseason, so I'm a little bit concerned, a little bit concerned about mm. that. But he is playing really well, so he's he's in. He is playing well, yeah. Yeah, to be um, fair, the second game was more about um, Manu. To be fair, because I've looked at their preseason, they've only, the only goal they conceded was today, and that was a deflected shot by Mora. So yeah. Wan Bissaka looks solid. So five point five, he's really in contention to buy my team now. Um, but what I would say is probably Spurs have got to sign some fullback shortly in the next two weeks. So I heard Sessignon's heavily rumoured. So oh, and hopefully, yeah, 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 Ryan Sessignon. So and I don't know, but right back needs to be sorted. And I'm not really getting linked with anyone. So Aurier might be the one. Five point five. Yeah. How did Kane actually play? Because I know he scored, but obviously it's not a goal he's going to score all the time. Yeah, Jake, like. Jake's touched on it. Like Poch is doing the same thing as Lampard. So. Um, he played the second 45 against Juventus and the first 45 against uh, Manu. Mm. Uh, he looked all right. He's holding up. He looks fit. He looks sharp. Um, yeah, preseason is always hard to tell. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I think I'll put him in my team, to be fair. Um, right. I know a lot of people aren't going for premium strikers, but yeah, we'll get to that another time. Okay, nice one. Um, and then Arsenal. Uh, Ray, any thoughts on Arsenal? 
Yep, yeah, uh, pre-season, uh, played three games so far, won two and lost one. Um, Doing pretty strong. Yeah, not too bad, but uh, the big games are to come, playing Lyon and Barcelona, so we shall see what comes of that, really. So, yeah, not too bad. Apparently they're okay. really poor defensively. Uh, was they winning 2-0? Um, yeah, conceded three goals. Uh, no, sorry, two goals, and then it went to penalties. Apparently they yeah. just fell apart and, in the second yeah. half. Yeah, they ran yeah. with down to 10 men after six minutes. Mm. <laughs> and then Socrates had a mayor, got two yellows in pre-season. <laughs> yeah, really got to go all out to get that fitness and get sent off, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next we'll move on to City. Um, they won 6-1 against uh, Kitchi, who Hong Kong teams. <laughs> Obviously, I wouldn't really uh, read too much into that, to be honest. Um, one thing I would read into, though, is... Raheem Sterling played up front um, and got, I think it was two goals and one assist or one goal and two assists. Mm. Um, so, obviously, once Aguero and Jesus get back, he'll go back out on the wing. But the start of the season, first two games, he could be starting up front because they don't really have anyone else. Sterling, uh, Sterling for me, is the best player in the league at the moment. I think he's, I, like, I would rather him in my team over Van Dijk, 100%. I think he's on fire the last, what, two seasons now? And if he does it for a third season yeah. in a row, gets bang, starts banging in goals. Like, he gets them tap-ins now at the back post for City. It's like a little plan they have to just always get them back post tap-ins. And he's, like, benefiting massively. So, I can't see yeah. how anyone doesn't have him in their team. Personally. No, exactly. they almost do this sort of, they almost walk it in, but with that sort of far post, low cross, don't they, every that time? FIFA sweat, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> FIFA sweat. It works well. <laughs> uh, and then on that game as well, all the big players played in the City game, but trouble is, is you're trying to figure out who's actually going to start because mm. they've got so many midfielders, you're just going to all be shared between everyone. Um, yeah. And in, and in defence, they did have Zinchenko play though, who is one to watch, I'd say, at the moment. Yeah, and Phil Foden came on, my under-the-radar tip. So <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get any goal, any goals or assists or anything, but he came on. So <laughs> I think he's been wasted there, isn't he? Like He's supposed to be tipped to be the next big thing, and he just can't get into that side. Yeah. It's how long he has patience to sort of do this slow development. Yeah. If he doesn't start look, looking around at other players and going, well, they're playing, why shouldn't I? Mm. I don't know. Um, Jake? Any thoughts on Liverpool's pre-season? I do indeed. Um, and I've completely sort of changed my idea for the first game week. I was doubling up on Liverpool uh, defence. I've seen a lot of teams on uh, FPL Twitter. I've seen a lot of teams, people doubling up, tripping up on Liverpool defence. So in the last four games, Liverpool have conceded every every game. They've conceded eight goals. I know you can't read too much into it. Like They're not going to have their back four that they're going to use week in, week out. Um, and obviously Alisson has uh, not played not played every game. But I just think, obviously at the end of last season, Liverpool were, you could quite clearly see, not conceding any goals. But to, to like bank on that in game week one, literally to say, right, as soon as they come back, normal service resumed, I'm going to whack in two Liverpool, three Liverpool defenders, I'm going to get six points every other week or whatever. I just think people are too confident on Liverpool just resuming that form. I don't think they can go a whole season again keeping that many people out. Um, it, it, it very rarely happens like season after season. When Chelsea had an amazing season, scored like, what, 105 goals was it in one season? They didn't replicate that the next season. So mm. I just think 
Maybe some people are going to get caught out. I've only got one Liverpool defender in my team now. I'm just going to see how it goes. Obviously, if they start the first couple of game weeks, two, three game weeks, and they get like clean sheet every time, then I can easily slot in maybe another uh, Van Dijk or something or Gomez. But I just think yeah, no, I think everyone's getting a little bit overexcited, thinking it'll definitely happen again, like you say, and it probably won't. Like they probably will have a, the, one of the best uh, clean sheet records in the Prem, along with City. But the fact yeah. that people yeah. are starting game week one, I've seen some teams where it's like they got three Liverpool and two and two City defenders, and it's like fucking hell, man. If you get game week one and two, if them teams concede like one goal and still win like four one, then your team is going to take a fucking huge hit. Like there's no balance yeah. there whatsoever. So I don't know one to one to look out for, considering they've been conceding some goals in pre season. But yeah, controversial. Yeah. Okay, right, next on to the, uh, any injury updates from pre-season? Anyone, I know Mendy was the big injury and Bailey. Um, beyond that, I don't know. Uh, anyone else? Anyone seen anyone? Yeah, I can touch on that. So I was watching the game today. Bailey got stretched off, I think. He definitely went off and he got seen leaving the stadium on a um, crutches. So, yeah, two weeks till the season, he's not going to start. Um, Smalling looked all right. But I think it's, unless they sign Maguire, which we're heavily linked with, I think it'll be Lindelof and Smalling, or I think it'll be Lindelof and Maguire. So, um, yeah, by definitely not. I'd say Lindelof could be a shout. But as I say, wait the next two weeks, see the final defence around you, and then def- I mean, depend on that, it. That's all lovely, Joe, but I did ask about injuries. <laughs> yeah, by by he's injured. <laughs> I'm saying he's, yeah, he's out, like, you won't pick him. <laughs> no, and then um, Mendy's been um, confirmed. Uh, he won't be there for the start of the season, so... Zinchenko, 5.5 is looking good. Um, yeah. We said, yeah, Delph's gone. So, yeah, Zinchenko, 5.5 mil. Mendy, don't touch him. All right, perfect. All right, uh, let's move on to sort of the, the next segment. Um, our outside the top six picks. Um, so, we each picks one player to pick and one player to avoid. Um, Jake, would you want to, like to kick us off? Shall I go for it? Yeah, go for it. Quick so, fire. Quick so fire. this week, um, I'm going to go Joe's style analysis. Um, I've been really impressed with Joe's analysis. So I'm going to try and match it with my pick for Delafayu. I think if I just can look... He... At... Sorry? <laughs> can hear your notes. My notes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. If I'm going Joe's style, I've got to get them notes out. <laughs> um, so Delafayu, his main problem last season was game time. So he only played two thousand minutes, which works out to only fifty-four minutes a game. Obviously, some <laughs> some games he's playing like ninety minutes, other games he's playing naught minutes. But in that time, he scored ten goals and five assists. So that works out to a goal contribution every one hundred thirty-seven minutes, right? So I think the best thing to do with Delafayu is compare him to players that are exactly the same price. So I'm comparing him to King. King scores a goal every 246 minutes and Jota scores a goal every 261 minutes and Delefeu scores a goal every 200 minutes. So Delefeu scores at a faster rate than King and Jota for Wolves. Um, Jota also was a midfielder last year, so he's obviously going to pick up less points than he did this year. So if I'm comparing on purely on game time and goal contributions, then Delefeu's goal to... Uh, goal assist ratio to minutes is really really good for his price it's just whether or not he gets like more game time I mean 2,000 mm. minutes out of the 3,100 it is I think then that's obviously quite poor um, do you know if that's coming off the bench or he's just not playing at all I think it's both he's off the bench obviously it's tired legs isn't it sort of thing well who's tired legs the opposition yeah yeah so he's 
coming off the bench, obviously, if he starts a lot more minutes, he actually might not even get any more points. Sort of I thing. do think sometimes he was used as a super sub, yeah, and coming on maybe 45 or 50 minutes or something like that. But when he does come on, he does contribute and score a goal. I don't know why he doesn't get that much game time. It does seem to be one that's rotated quite a lot. Um, mm. But, yeah, so King played a 1,000 more minutes than him and only scored two more goals than him. So I'm thinking, well, King's basically going to play every game. He's only scored two more goals, so he's definitely going to get you two points if he doesn't score. If Delefeu doesn't come on at all, your first sub's going to come on, who you may never, you know, you might pick up an assist or a clean sheet, you never know. So, and then finally, I just wanted to quickly compare Delefeu to Jimenez. So, I was really surprised. Jimenez obviously had a wonderful season last year. Everyone thought he was like the bollocks. Everyone had him in their team. Um, so, Jimenez is one million more than Delefeu. Jimenez scored yep. a goal every 239 minutes. So Delefeu has a better goal to minute ratio than Jimenez. Um, and he has an exactly identical goal or assist contribution than Jimenez, if we're working out it on a per minute basis. So if Delefeu yep. gets more game time, I think he's definitely going to start scoring. He's definitely going to pick up points. And he looks to be the best value 6 mil player for me. 6.5 yeah. mil, sorry, 6.5 mil. Yeah. He looks like to be the best value 6.5 mil if you're spending 6.5 mil on a striker, that is. So that's my pick. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to go for sort of the, the cheap second striker, he looks like the guy to sort of put in. When you compare him to others, obviously it'd be nice yeah. if you got more game time, so. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, so moving on, I've gone for Sidif Shjetson, or also known as <laughs> Gilfie Sigurdsson, if you're not Paul Merson. Sidif Shjetson. Uh, so he's 8 million. Um, he's actually the fourth highest uh, scoring midfielder. Um, so for 8 million, actually pretty much a bargain that I can, biggest bargain I can see out there. Mm. Um, mm. And he takes Everton's set pieces. He takes their pens. So you're going to get goals and assists just from that. Um, and I think the sort of biggest comparison you've got to get is him or Richarlison. Obviously same, same money, same team. Um, and just can't see how anyone would, even though I do like Richarlison, how anyone you'd would pick Richarlison over Sigurdsson. Um, he's actually got the um, 86 shots on goal, 74 chances created. Uh, last season, only Hazard got more than that. So he's not just getting lucky with what he's doing. He's actually consistently every week putting in performances. Um, so I think he's, Probably, if I could afford him in that midfield, if I didn't have Salah and uh, what's his name, Sterling, he'd be in there. But unfortunately, I wasted my money on that. Mm. Um, the one I'd avoid is Pookie from Norwich. Why? Um, at least for the you know opening five games of the fixtures, um, they've got Liverpool away, Newcastle home, Chelsea home, West Ham away, City home. Oh yeah, that stinks, doesn't it? They're not going to get much from that. You've got Newcastle and that's really it. And they're going to lose all their momentum that they've got from the championship in that. He's 29. He's played in top leagues before and he's never really done brilliantly. I can just see him being that sort of classic striker. Everyone thinks he's going to be great and he's going to flop Nugent style. <laughs> wow. so, so, yeah, I've, I've, I'd avoid him. Essentially, no, is what I'd say. Fair enough. I I, yeah. I do think that if you're going to pick a newly promoted player, pick um, pick him right at the very start because that's when they're like most up for it. That's when they're mostly attacking teams. But yeah, their fixtures absolutely stink the place out, don't they? That's mad. Yeah, 
is you can easily see him being on one point after you know five games gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it sucks to be them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe, who's your two? Right, so I've gone for Felipe Anderson of uh, West Ham. Uh, he's seven mil. Um, he's already got a pretty, pretty decent uh, 12% ownership. So one in 10 managers already put him in their team. Um, so for his debut FPL season, he got nine goals and six assists, which I think is pretty decent for his first season um, coming from the Italian league. And if you think West Ham, um, striker-wise, the only person they had was Anatovic, essentially. And he sort of switched off in January. So... It's not too bad. Um, I thought he was a bit of a hothead, so I sort of avoided him. But I'm looking at him in more detail. Um, he only got three yellow cards last season. And I also saw that he got 18 bonus points, which is pretty huge for a midfielder of that value. Um, so, yeah, I think 7 mil is good value. I'm looking at West Ham. They are doing pretty well offensively, I think. So, picked up four now, so I'm also keeping an eye out on. We had a decent under-21s tournament. They're thinking of big things for him. And obviously, we've got Hallier now. And apparently, he's the link-up player now. Like, he brought everyone in Frankfurt in. Like, Jovic shined under him and he got a move to Real Madrid. So, if Hallier has that sort of impact and Anderson kicks on from last season, could be good value. And Yeah, I do think West Ham are, could be a good team this year, sort of on the sly. I think people are sort of underestimating them because you look at game week one, they have got Man City. But if you look at like their 10 game weeks... Um, the only top the big six teams they play is uh, Man City and Man U, and they're both at home, and you never know they could get scalped. So, yeah, I think he's in my team now. He's in, okay. he's in your team, yeah? Yeah. Is he, is he in it? In it? He's in it. Nice. Could change. Still two weeks to go. It probably will change, but... <laughs> Definitely will. Bit of tinkering. Yeah. And who I'm avoiding is sort of an FPL favourite, I think, for most people, especially in this group, uh, Patrick Van Arnholt. Whoa. Yeah, so I think it's for Palace. Like I've been sort of tracking them pre-season. Um, they've got injury right? so Tompkins and Saka haven't really featured much. They're still not replaced Wan Bissaka. You're talking about Zaha. He's not happy. He's going to move. So I think worst case scenario is not Zaha goes and they're not going to be able to replace him at all, and they're really going to struggle. And if Zaha stays, is he going to be 100% committed, or is he just going to mm. plot around and wait for next summer? So. It's not that. So I was looking at Palace's form as well. Um, they had the 18th worst home record last season, only behind Cardiff and Huddersfield. And they actually had the sixth best away form. They actually had, um, they got 29 points, right. which is one more than Chelsea. So they need to replicate That's that again or they'll be in trouble. And I can't see them getting that sort of luck again this year. Mm. I think with wan going, Zaha potentially going, I don't think they're going to replace him with suitable replacements. I, I worry for Palace this year. Yeah, their so, strike force looks very bad. I know he got three goals, which I think everyone seems to like him for because he seems to chirp up with a goal or two. So he got, yeah. But for 5.5 million, you're comparing him to Maguire, Coleman, Emerson, Zinchenko. Wan-Bissaka. I just, yeah. Wan-Bissaka, yeah, exactly. It's not worth it, I don't think. So what you're saying is don't stick with PVA. Put him in the bin. Don't stick with PVA. That's yeah. it. Okay. Uh, Ray, any players that you'd like to pick or avoid or more importantly <laughs> have you swapped out Trippier and Ruddy yet? <laughs> of course not man they're staying <laughs> staying to the end <laughs> they're there for the ride oh yeah nice <laughs> I like it <laughs> okay um, so the next bit we want to talk about is these budget strikers that you can get for 6 million and less uh, not much less mind you but you're looking at 5.5 and 6 um so the first one we sort of looked at was uh, Glenn Murray for Brighton. Um, does anyone want to talk about him? I could take this if you don't mind. 
Joe? Yeah, go for it, Jake. So Murray, he's um, he's a weird one. He seems like when he's not in your team, he picks up a goal and then you put him in your team, he doesn't score. That's just he, that is Murray <laughs> summed up. Um, he does okay against the bottom 10 um, in the Premier League. I don't ever recall him picking up goals against like the top half of the table. It's always against like them relegation scraps that he gets them goals. And he normally gets maybe two goals in a game. So he scored 12 goals. Uh, Goal. So in the last two seasons, he's scored 12 goals and 13 goals. So if you're looking for a player that's going to get you a guaranteed 12 or 13 goals every season, then then get Murray in the team for six mil in comparison to some of the players that we're going to look at as well. He is a pretty good pick, but he, does, he doesn't contribute with any assists at all because he simply plays as the lone striker. He, like He literally scores and that's it. He's not playing yeah. with anyone. Um, he's definitely not a pick in my team, but if you compare him to like unproven strikers like Billy Sharp and that Kojia, uh, who's coming in at 5.5, then Murray does look really good value for the 12 or 13 goals he's going to get. What do you think, Joe? Uh, yeah, Brighton are a weird one. I'm looking, they haven't done much in the transfer window. They've got rid of Knockhart. Um, I know they've got a new manager, Grandpa. I think he likes playing possession <laughs> and attacking football, but... I don't think Glenn Murray can last the 90 minutes. I don't know. He's not going to be playing 90 minutes. I don't know if he's going to be started off. He's going to be transitioned out this year. Mm. Um, I wouldn't put him in to begin with. He could be one to watch if they... Yeah, I, I'm just not going to touch any Brian players. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah. Well, after the... Uh, what was it? The triple Brian defence, wherever it was, that everyone got trapped into. I think uh, everyone's off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking at that, I was like, ah, this is going to work. And of course it didn't. Uh, so the next player we want to look at would be Calvert-Lewin. He's six million. Um, he's got six goals, five assists last year, which doesn't sound that great. But when you look at it in different way, he scored uh, 3.8 games per season uh, per game uh, in the last 10 games of the season, which he all started up front for them. So he's become their first choice striker. Um, and if you look at their start of the season, he's only got, uh, three of the top six in the first 15 games so I think he could actually be quite a sneaky little player in and I'm actually tempted to shove him in for Josh King at the moment to be honest Joe what's your thoughts on him yeah I'm with you on that I think you hit it now on the head like when they started the season they were playing with like Richarlison up top and that they didn't really have a guy to go to so I thought he's only, he only played like 2,000 minutes so he kicked on the second half of the season and Everton looked a lot of a better team the second half of the season they were pushing they were decent so it depends if there's no moving in the transfer window and they're going to say, right, you're our number nine, you're up top for six million. Yeah. I think he's definitely worth it. I think especially you touching at the fixtures look unreal. Like, yeah. yeah. He's Ever- definitely Everton, to watch. Yeah, opening is, if they don't start well, then they're going to really struggle second half of the season. But if you've got Everton players in, I think you just do well before Christmas. Yeah. Um, so the next player would be Jonathan Kajir. Uh, he's 5.5. Uh, Jake, do you want to start looking at him? Mm, um, a huge avoid for me. Uh, <laughs> nine goals in 39 games in the championship is a terrible record considering, with you, well, we'll get on to it in a minute, but when you compare him to Billy Sharp, who's 0.5 million more, who scored 23 and 40, that nine goals in 39 games just looks absolutely dreadful. And Villa, like we mentioned, they're very, very shaky. They're doing a Fulham, spend a ridiculous amount of money, hope it works. And I just don't know if he's, is he going to play? Where is he going to play? His goal scoring record doesn't scream like put him in for 5.5. It's almost like I'd rather downgrade another player to find 0.5 mil to maybe get a Murray or a Calvert-Lewin, like you've just said. So for me, he's a yeah. massive avoid. I don't know about you. 
Yeah, no, same. I mean, I don't see him any better than, you know, players who are basically 4.5 and just going to come off the bench. Um, yeah. He doesn't, he takes penalties apparently as well. But if he's only going to get nine goals in a championship season, what's he going to get in a Premier League season? You can't see it being much, can you really? No, definitely not. Well, he, yeah, he might so surprise Big avoid from Kajir then, yeah, basically. I think so. Yeah, we'll basically look like mugs halfway through the season when he's got 25 goals by Christmas. But... <laughs> 100 um, And then, so, next player, another promoted player, is McGoldrick. Um, 5.5 again. Um, anyone else want to look at him? Yeah, I'm just going to sound like a broken record, but when you're comparing him to, <laughs> like, when you're comparing him to the one and only Billy Sharp, yeah, like, McGoldrick, why why would you put him in? 15 goals. Are you his agent or something? Billy I love him. <laughs> 15 goals in 45 games. So a goal every three, every three games for McGoldrick. For 0.5 more, Billy Sharp just absolutely makes him look an absolute knob. So <laughs> McGoldrick is out, Billy Sharp's in. <laughs> Is sorry, right, Billy Sharp okay. even in your team, by the way? Billy Sharp's in the team, 100%. Oh, okay. 100%. <laughs> I can touch it. Sheffield United, right. So, do you ever, do you, I don't know if you go for four more fixtures, but you know FPL, that, uh, that fantasy difficulty rating. So, if it's a five, it's like you're not going to win. It's going to be a ridiculously tough game. Yeah. And one win. So, I was looking at their first games. They've got Bournemouth ranked three, Crystal Palace ranked three, Leicester ranked three, Chelsea ranked four. Southampton ranked two, Everton ranked four, Liverpool ranked four. So, yeah, just Joe, do not touch that, that, players. That, with... that form's not that rating though is not consistent with. That's like they're saying, oh, let's compare Sheffield United to Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth is a three for them, whereas like Bournemouth to Chelsea is a two, for example. So, I wouldn't. I would just completely ignore the fact that they're scoring Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, and Leicester are free. They're beatable teams, hundred percent. They're definitely beatable teams, no matter who you are. Do not yeah, no, definitely. They're, they're the games you need to win, but no matter who you are. Yeah, I get what you mean. I know what you mean by that. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't think like... there's any ones in there. It won't be any ones because they'll be like, oh, they're not supposed to win any games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I can actually. Yeah. And they're weird. I'm looking at this now. Crystal Palace at home is rated a three, and Crystal Palace away is rated a two. <laughs> and it's green on the 25th game week. What does that, how does that even make sense? Well, I mean, cool. what we learned about form from a few minutes ago. Palace are great away from home. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, callback. And um, Billy Sharp's only owned by 1.9% of the team, so a little differential right. was there. Right, Jake, Jake, Jake. Can we just talk about <laughs> God, yeah, Billy him Sharp? Him. Can we get him out of the way and you can stop talking about him? You want me to talk about Billy Sharp? Yeah, please talk about Billy Sharp. He's getting right. my tits. There's one thing I've got to say about Billy Sharp, yeah? Put him in the team. Right. <laughs> Put him in the team. He bangs in goals. He makes every other player at six mil look like absolute horse shit. Get him in the team from the start, and when it comes to game week two against Crystal Palace at home, we triple captain the man. Well, do you want, I've got one thing to say about Billy Sharp, Jake. Hello. He's five foot nine, and he's thirty-three. So for me, he's, he's thirty-three. A, he's in the team. But I've actually got a second <laughs> thing to say about Billy Sharp. He scored the most headed goals out of anyone in the championship last year. So fuck his height. He's in the team. I'm just saying, he's in the team. <laughs> he's in the team. <laughs> and, now, and now you said that, he's probably going to get a header from the fullback. So I'm going to slot in Leardsman for uh, Stearman, sorry. For, um, for, or Jag Yelka could be in the team. Oh, I'm going off track here. Billy Sharp's in the team. <laughs> Billy Sharp's in the team. All right, do you know who's not in the team? I'm guessing. Origi. Anyone want to uh, pluck 5.5 for Origi? No, nah, man. I mean, he's just not going to play, is he? No. Pointless. We'll move, on. we'll move on then. You might as well have McGoldrick in the team. But if I was you, 
instead of paying 5.5 mil for Rigi, I'd pay 6 mil for Billy Sharp. <laughs> All right, well, another 6, six million. I know what you're going to say, Jay. <laughs> Billy Sharp. But Joe Ellington. I don't know anything about him. Joe? Yeah, that's from the beginning of the podcast. So we read his stats. They're not what you need for an FPL striker. Um, it depends. If Newcastle actually do spend some money on Mark Ashley, it might be different. But if I get his stats up again, it wasn't impressive. Like um, uh, seven goals. They were single. Yeah, Hoffenheim wasn't I'll even the top scorer. I'll be honest, though, actually, yeah. he's so forgettable. I forgot we did him earlier in the show. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so let's just ignore that and let's carry on to the next segment that we've all been waiting for, and that's where we review a lucky subscribers team. Nice. Would anyone like to do the honours of revealing who we've selected? I think Joe wants to, doesn't he? Go on, Joe. Uh, it's our ever-present, appreciate it, Tom Hedge, who has submitted a team. Um, yeah, I've, he, I think he looked pretty decent when I looked at it overall, but I know you've got it and you're going to talk through it, Jordan. So Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll read it out. Um, so in goal, he's got Pickford, Butler on the bench. Oh, I thought he would have had Ruddy. Uh, <laughs> he's obviously not been listening enough to the show. <laughs> uh, in defence, he's gone Robertson, Van Dyke, Zinchenko, Digny on the bench. He's got that classic 4.5 bench for the Kelly. Um, in midfield, Pogba, KDB, uh, Raheem Sterling and Sigurdsson. Uh, on the bench, he's got Den Docker. Anyone Den know? Docker, yeah. No idea. He plays for Wolves. He's like 4.5 mil. That's uh, why he's like an enabler. Okay. Uh, and then up front, he's gone for Delefeo and Wilson with Greenwood on the bench. Mm. Um, I actually quite like his team, but I don't know what um, I think it's a very, very strong side. Uh, let's just have another look here. So up top, Delafeu, Wilson. Yeah, good picks. I've obviously just made a case for Delafeu. Wilson's obviously nailed on for Bournemouth. Pogba. Um, I would avoid Pogba personally, but I can see why someone would pick him because he's obviously still going to get most of their... I mean, you, you pretty much said you don't want him in your team because you don't like him as a person. So No. Yes. no. <laughs> uh, Joe? Yeah, it's an expensive defence. I know last year everyone was sort of budget defence, premium midfielders, and that's where the points are coming from. But a lot of people seem this year to be going premium defence. A couple of either having Salah, Sterling, other than Ablers in your midfield, and then just a budget strike force. Um, I've gone a different route, but that couldn't be discussed another time. But I think that's a solid I team. Say, I think they hijack Tom's section. <laughs> of course, never. Um, no, it's a solid team. Um, uh, yeah. I know a lot of people are going down the same route. so Yeah, it's, it's just sort of a variation on the theme that everyone seems to sort of gone for, but I think it probably will work. Um, but yeah, like I think Pogba is probably one to switch out as well, Jake, to be honest with you. 100%. Um, um, for, uh, there's, there's only one real criticism of that team, and, and for me, it's not got Billy Sharp in it. So. <laughs> Pogba out, Billy Sharp in, you sorted. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> But yeah, good team, and he's in the FPL Conservatory League, so we're all going to be competing with each other. So I'm sure, um, I'm sure we're going to have some good fun over the next 38 yeah, weeks. I, yeah, I don't want to say anything uh, too too bad about it in case he actually beats me at the end of the year. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll go on to the last segment, uh, which is the most common mistakes that we personally make as uh, FPL players. Mm. Um, so I don't know if we want to kick off with Mason because he's not here. So screw him. We'll go and just 
What's wrong with Mason, the bottom feeder of our league? <laughs> thing is easier to oh, play. What's right with him? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> what an introduction, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's, uh, it just came to me. Mason, Mason, Mason. What can we say? He won the, he's won the... Uh, the Rub Dubs Good Bowl, the prestigious Rub Dubs Good Bowl. He's won it before, but ever since then, he's just not got to new height. So he reminds me of the Leicester, to be honest. Uh, he's finished bottom of the league two seasons in a row. I do think Mason's going to bounce back this year. I do think he's put a lot of thought into it. But for me, I don't know if Mason will agree, but he knee-jerks a lot of players in. A player might score a hat-trick in one game and he's in Mason's team the next week. Barkley, he does. for example. <laughs> he does, what he always does is he puts in these players and then the next week he goes oh, I can't believe they've not scored and it's like well yeah it's Barkley mate they're not going to score two weeks in a row really are they and he seems surprised by it every week every season yeah, yeah I think if he cuts that out of his game he'll be a real real contender real challenger so let's hope he doesn't perfect mm. Mm. Um, Joe what is so bad about Pell? Where to start? Let me just go through all these notes. No, um, Pell is a, you know, Pell is, he's a decent player, to be fair. He's always, he's mid-table most of the time. So, uh, I say the one thing with Pell, though, is he just doesn't use his chips effectively. So, no. I don't know, because I know, Ray, you don't really play it much. So, when you play it, you've got three chips. You've got the bench boost, which means all 15 of your players will get points. Uh, you've got triple captain, where instead of getting double points, you get the triple points. And you get a free here, which is like a one-week wild card, and then your team resets. And so Pell, like last season, he was like second in the league, maybe top of the league, and he just bench boosted in October for no reason. And he had like his keeper wasn't playing, and it was just the bench people were, like enablers to have a good start in eleven. So fancied it, didn't he? Really? Yeah, I mean, it could it, it works either way. It could have worked out. Yeah, you, you see people with these teams that just play at random weeks, and it pays off. Um, but I think when you're looking at chips, you want to use them towards a double get double game week. You want to use a free hit on the blank game week. So yeah, I yeah. think Pell's using the chips and planning ahead isn't the best. Yeah, no, so those those chips can give you an extra hundred points, you know, easily. Exactly. You use them right, and yeah, like and you Pell say, Pell goes for the emotional as well. He likes to play players that he's played for like the last three seasons, and it's just like for. For sentiment rather than actual like strategy behind it and I don't think to be honest the fact that he's not even here and he nearly missed last week as well he does forget to sometimes <laughs> he forgets to do his team as well sometimes and it's like oh I've still got like fucking Arnold captain and he's like playing City away and it's just like yeah come yeah, on, yeah. Come on. so if yeah, yeah. concentrated every week and didn't have any sentiment and played them chips right he'd be he up could there. come third he would yeah <laughs> it's de- I must say it's very difficult to break into the top two of me and Joe we are elite level players that's all I'm going to say um, um, yeah if you say so mate I mean who's ever top 1000 oh it's just me isn't it yeah um, so Joe, what is shit about Joe Jake I'm going to take on Joe am I um, yeah do you want to leave the room or no, no. Leave? <laughs> what, I will, what I will say about Joe is is I think he's probably the best player in fantasy after me I'm happy to say that. Can we just skip this whole segment? Me and Joe, me and Joe, last two seasons. I think Joe, did you finish second two seasons in a row? Probably. Yeah. So I think me and Joe have been up there last two seasons. Um, it's quite lonely to be honest. I've, me and Joe were just next level. But what I would say about Joe is he has this tendency to 
captain people that just definitely <laughs> shouldn't be captained, yeah? Sometimes even triple captain. So we'll get on to the captainship in a minute. But for example, what Joe does, right, he might be like 40 points off the top. So you can make that up in two, three weeks easily. And what Joe will do, he'll be like, right, I'm going to captain a differential this week who's going to get, who he needs to get a goal and assist and a clean sheet. And rather than just going with the Salah and just playing playing with it safe and just making up the points elsewhere. So if Joe wasn't so brash on the captain pick, I definitely think he will win next year. Um, however, there was one year that Joe played a triple captainship. Um, <laughs> and like I say, the differential, he triple captained Fosu Mensah, who <laughs> was Man United's second choice right back at the time. And he, they had a double game week against some favourable fixtures. I must admit, I uh, I triple captained a Man United goalkeeper, De Gea. But Joe tri- triple captain Fossi Mensa. I think he got you three points in two games with the triple captain, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah, he didn't play the first game, so I was like, oh god, just don't, <laughs> don't just don't come off the bench in the second game, and then yeah, <laughs> happened. So yeah, I'm not much to say about Joe apart from if he uses captain a bit more wisely, he could definitely definitely pick up his first championship. 100%. Something else I need to stop doing as well is um, taking unnecessary hits, like minus four. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you do like to uh, just take out players pretty quickly. It's, it's very easy to do, isn't it? Because like two players who you haven't got, who everyone else has got, had a really good week, and it's like, right, I need to get them both in right now. Yeah. When it doesn't work like that at all, like you have other players that other people don't have. So when you're minus four and stuff, and when you're minus four, they basically need to get an assist minimum to even make your points back so it doesn't make sense yeah, at all. yeah no definitely you almost forget that actually people on the, might be looking at your team and going oh, I wish I had that player mm. but yeah no um, so moving on Jake I'm going to say why you are shit okay um, <laughs> normally you're actually quite good at fantasy football so I'm just going to say that as a person you're fucking garbage but please Premier League um yeah, um, if I was to compare Jake to an actual player, you would be Fabian Delph because Thanks. he's won it the last two years, but he didn't contribute much. He got lucky early on. <laughs> uh, his second place competition bottled it, and this year he's going to be mid-table. So, yeah, Jake, that's what I've all got to say about you. Ooh, that's a big call, um, my friend, and I'm going to be bringing that up on Instagram. Game week 38 when I crown champion okay. for a third season in a row. Well, I think we all know Tom Hedge is going to win it, so don't <laughs> kid <yourself. laughs> Uh, and then lastly, I don't know why I left myself last, actually, it's stupid. Uh, Ray, what what about me is bad? Um, everything, to be honest. <laughs> uh, the hair, the... <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, you've won it once, so you, knew, you do um, know... I've won it twice, mate. I've won it twice. <laughs> okay, all right. Big Ed. Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> you've won so... it twice, but you've also come bottom. And I think I've uh, never come. I've never come. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan can you let the man criticize you in peace? Yeah, I yeah. won't. It's fake news, mate. My point is, my point is. I mean, you think you know what you're doing, but I think it's all to do with luck. So I mean, I'm not even going to argue with that. Actually. Who, who knows how your season's going to go? It is all to do with luck. <laughs> that's it. So that's a great sum up. Born all the tips insides is that basically none of us know what we're doing. I'm lucky. Jake's just a bad person. Joe doesn't know what he's doing and he can't triple captain and Ray doesn't even know his ass from his elbow. <laughs> um, so thanks very much for joining us on this week's podcast uh, and we'll be back next week. Cheers. And subscribe if you don't mind. Oh yeah. And subscribe. Please subscribe. Subscribe.